Hey, y'all. Thanks for turning into Musicians and Makers podcast. We're dedicated to interviewing and promoting artists and musicians across a broad spectrum of genres and mediums. My name is Josh, and I'm joined with my co-host, Steve. What's going on, Steve? Hey, how's it going? Awesome. Great. And also, we're here with John and Megan of Foxtails from Waterbury, Connecticut. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Awesome. Thank you for being here. Uh, so we all just heard I Experience Ego Death on a Scram Cave thread off the album, and you'll have to pronounce it for me. I hate to get this wrong. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, what what an awesome song. I, I mean, I, I really appreciate just even that whole album, the way that you guys go from like all these like low, low points and these beautiful harmonics to such like a just chaotic sound and these shrills and screams. You know, it's, it's for me, I, you know, listening to your whole discography, it's just wonderful to see the progression. And I love hearing all those instruments now that I just hadn't heard in those past, uh, past albums. Who's playing the saxophone and all these different instruments that are going on? Our friend Paul Buzel. Cool. Nice. He's a fantastic multi-instrument that drives cars. Yes. <laughs> like, what's wrong with that? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I noticed that was recorded at Dead Air Studios. Um, I, I've actually, I've recorded there a couple times myself. That's with, uh, Will Killingsworth of Orchid, uh, if anyone's familiar from Massachusetts. Uh, how was that experience for you? Oh, he is such, he is such a wonderful guy. He's literally the sweetest person I've ever had the pleasure of working with. And every time that we go to record, it's, it's always going to be him. If, if like we have the funds and we're able to, it's always him. Yeah, I love it. I love I love his little cat signs going up to the bathroom and just like he's just such a kind soul. And I just, you know, there's something about like recording and I'll kind of like do something and I feel like maybe I got it right. And I'm like, what do you think? And he just like has a look on his face and he just lets you do it. You know what I mean? I, I love that. I just love that. It's, it's all about you and how it turns out for you. Really awesome. So why the name Foxtails? Oh, um, that's really funny. So what we formed when I was 14, 15, when I was 15. Um, and we used to be really into like indie because, you know, we were like really, we were kids. So like we were listening to like Block Party and we were listening to at the time the Strokes oh, yeah. and like stuff like that. So I was, you know, like 15 year old me was just like, okay, you know what the best indie band, you know what the best indie band name would be? And it, it had to be something with foxes. So I was like, foxtails. And pretty much nobody questioned me. So we stuck with it. Nice. Yeah, I love the name. Definitely. It's super cool. And, you know, I hear a lot of that indie references. Uh, some of the like the really twinkly instrumental guitar. That's some beautiful work. I, I absolutely love it. Thank you. So you all grew up in Waterbury or do we kind of like come together at some point? Um, well, we actually all went to the same high school. So we all went to um, the Regional Center for the Arts, um, which is located in Trumbull. We're all based. We used to be based in Fairfield County. Me and John moved out into Waterbury a little while ago. Um, Mike lives in Trumbull as well. Um, I used to be originally from Bridgeport and John is originally from Monroe. So we were, the, um, the school itself grabbed a lot of people from different districts of Fairfield County and everybody was pretty much like able to hop on a bus and go to the school. So we pretty much met because we were all music majors. Um, and so we just pretty much started playing music together and, and, didn't haven't stopped since pretty much wow so you're all music majors out there i can imagine the scene must be a little exciting we weren't really accepted by like oh. the other 
I mean, some people liked us, but they were just like, ew. We, we were always, like, we always just, like, had a history of being the odd ones out. Like, always being, like, kind of, like, the, the really, like, really extra weird kids in the group. So we kind of, like, stuck out, like, a sore thumb pretty much everywhere we played. Because a lot of times, you know, it... For my, um, there was a senior showcase in my, in, in RCA, um, and I had Foxtails perform, and it was, like, definitely, like, everybody was, like, whoa, like, what is this? I have no <laughs> Um, and then, you know, when we were playing shows, you know, out in other venues in Connecticut, we were playing indie shows, we were playing, like, singer-songwriter shows, but we were also playing hardcore shows, we were playing, like, noise shows sometimes, but, like, it doesn't matter because in all of those shows, we just like did not fit any of those genres. So it was always just really weird. So people were always just like, oh, like, who, who is this? That definitely, why is there a singer songwriter show and this like person screaming here in the <laughs> middle of the cafe? So, yeah. And we, we don't, in Connecticut, we don't really play many hardcore bands unless they're touring because in Western Connecticut, it's like, no one is hardcore. Everyone is in Eastern Connecticut, but no one interacts with each other on the. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we've only played in Eastern Connecticut like once, but we've played in Canada. Yeah. So it's 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 just we just don't go there, and but that is where the hardcore people are. That's where yeah, that's where like most of the heavier music is. It's like northeast Connecticut around there. Yeah, I found that myself, too. Uh, I'm from Providence, Rhode Island, and, you know, we have an awesome local scene, but I don't know if it truly supports, like, what I've been doing. Uh, so, you know, I, I've played elsewhere. And actually, uh, to speak to that in Canada, I actually, I was playing uh, New Friends Fest uh, with y'all last year, and that was such a wonderful set and such a beautiful time. What'd you think of that experience? Oh, my God. I miss New Friends Fest. So, like, I think about, uh, for probably, um, like, several months afterwards i was just like oh i miss canada i miss smoking weed in the middle of the street and not having to worry about <laughs> oh my god i miss being at this show with all these people who are so into the music because i think that was my favorite part about new friends fest was the fact that genuinely into the music like everybody was there to see their friends and make new friends like it was such a beautiful experience and like i i was really hopeful this year but unfortunately with everything but i'm still crossing my fingers for like you know in the future because i would really love to experience it again it was such a wonderful time yeah toronto is definitely my favorite city that yeah. we've been to it, it's it's there yeah I remember um, I went to like buy some weed from a store in Canada because like our van broke down and we were just like down and out missed a show and uh, it was like all the advertisement was like Snoop Dogg smokes this weed. I just remember being like this is the best. This is like we're in the cream of the crop and it's clean. It's so clean up there. Oh yeah. Yeah it's like so pretty and so like uh, like definitely one of the most beautiful places that I've been to. Yeah, definitely. people are just so genuinely friendly there too. It's not like with in New England where everyone has a chip on their shoulder. You can walk down the street, you can just have a nice conversation with a stranger and not feel weird about it. Yeah, exactly. It's like the the stereotype that Canadians are all super polite people is like actually a little true because yep. they're super super. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For sure. Cool. Um, yeah. So I mean, obviously, you know, you've been to Canada. 
you've done a little bit of touring, right? Do we have any like future plans? What do we think is like the future for Foxtails when it comes to like live? Actually, we were supposed to be on tour now. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, yes. With Ultra Deluxe, mm-hmm. which um, shout out. Ultra shout Deluxe. out to Ultra Deluxe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shout out. We love them. Um, but yeah, no, like we were supposed to be touring like right about now. We were supposed to be like having this summer tour, but you know, with everything that's happened. Um, you know, I'm really hoping like in the future, you know, I'm not gonna pretend that I know a, a date or like a deadline of when this is all gonna be over, but I'm hoping that, you know, if the music industry does bounce back, if venues start reopening and stuff like that is safer than like we we take any shows we can get even if it's not necessarily for touring um well we play one-offs in like in new york all the time we play in new jersey a lot um massachusetts every once in a while lots of stuff in the northeast um so yeah any chance we to play shows we will um as long as all of us are free um and then also um yeah to not live stuff we are record we're going to be recording new material we've been writing for like a really long time now um we have how many songs we have like eight eight but they're not really like anywhere near ready for us to record (laughs) just still ironing out nothing wrong with that is it keeping you guys busy seeing as you guys can't go out on the road oh definitely like we actually enjoy um well, I personally enjoy shows just as much as writing, but um, mm-hmm. like uh, writing is is the, definitely one of the funnest parts. Obviously, because like we get to keep like developing our style, we get to keep like trying out new stuff, innovating stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's definitely been keeping us busy. It's definitely been helping me stay out of writer's block. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think following our last record. Um, it, this has been like the hardest time period for us in writing because I think a part of us felt like, oh, we can't do, we can't add to what we've done. Like, like we can't talk. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were, we were, we just kind of got, I wrote a bunch of riffs and I was like, we should use them. And we started working on songs, but then there was like a three month period where we didn't write or like have practice and we got all those songs and it's been a real, real struggle, but it's coming together. I think what we're writing is definitely we're writing. So like, are we expecting more instruments again? Are we going to get that big sound? Yes. 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 Nice. Um, we're, we're, we have people lined up for string section and stuff. That's awesome. And speaking of releases, uh, your other band therapy Sunday, uh, has a release coming out pretty shortly, I believe, right? Yes, tomorrow. So on August 6, 2020, please check out Therapy Sunday's new release. And where can we find that? On um, Bandcamp. I'm going to put it on Spotify. It's on SoundCloud. And I'm looking for a label to help me out with all this. I haven't really found one yet, but um, who knows? On um, Bandcamp, Therapy but, Sunday, tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it's really different than Foxtails. It's um, it's like electronica house type stuff. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. And now you have another project as well called Lamb. 
Yes, that's me. Awesome. What's that about? Um, so I've had lamb for, uh, I mean, ever since I was like, I was really young, actually. Like, I think my first album for lamb was 2016, 2015. Um, so I was around 15, 16. Um, and it was pretty much like always like my little like solo project that I did, you know, like little one off songs a lot. Um, a lot of like, you know, because pretty much what I used to do when I was younger was I would play a lot of like guitar when I was alone and like acoustic. Like I had a classical guitar that I played around a lot with. And then I would record that and just put like a shit ton of reverb on it and like put a bunch of effects on like voice and like over it. Um, and, and like, sometimes I would add synths and stuff like that. Um, but in the last EP, I just, um, came out with, um, theories on decay. Um, it was a four song EP and it's pretty much like industrial kind of mixed with electronica, um, mixed with, with very, like, there's like one song with the kind of old, like type of instrumentation I used to do with like a, like guitar, um it's something that is really um it, it was a like a, a bit of like a, a it was very cathartic for me um so it was like um I had just gotten out of like um you know domestic violence I had just gotten out of um you know a lot of interpersonal like traumatic stuff that had happened to me um and that EP was sort of like pouring a lot of the experiences I had and a lot of the emotions that I was dealing with at the time um, into that album. And um, I'm pretty proud of it. Um, it's something that's, that's very like, it, it's, it has like a little hint of the things that I used to do, but it was very like, it much more refined. It was much more like a stable sound that I really think I like, I went into very well. So I'm so happy to hear that you're out of that situation now. And, you know, it's so terrible to hear that we all go through these things. And I think we're kind of, we're, we're alluding to my next question. And this is kind of the heavy, the big one. Um, so why do we write music? Why does Foxtails exist? No, you go. You want me to go? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, Foxtails was always like, you know. It's a passion project. It's definitely a passion project. And always has. I, I just, despite, and that, and that just goes like what I was talking before, where we were struggling to write. Like, it's a passion project, so we always find our way back to it. <laughs> it, and we have grown up with each other, and it's just like I don't want to write music with other people who aren't Megan and Mike. On. Um, yeah, and pretty much like for for me, like um. Foxtails for a long time, you know, when I wasn't, cause, cause lamb was something more that I did when I was alone and, you know, I could, I had time and I had the energy to do everything alone. But the thing is with Foxtails is that because I have John and because I have um, Mike, um, not only do like, I, I get to like have this sort of, you know, as like, a, as the vocalist, I'm able to sort of pour all of like my, my lyrical ability um, as well as, you know, with bass, because um, bass was an instrument that I, like, a long time ago, I didn't play it. I was only the vocalist. Um, but then I started playing bass, and it was, like, my, it was nice to know that I had the ability to sort of, like, change, like, the sound 
that we were, you know, constructing just like, you know, with my melodic input. And then the way that we all like interact with each other is like extremely unique, extremely efficient. Um, and the dynamic is is so wonderful. And, you know, like Foxtails over the years has always been like, whenever I would have practice, I would be like, okay, this is where I get to pour out all of my creativity, no matter how I'm feeling, no matter like what my state of mind is, I could always just turn off everything and just like pour myself into foxtails. And that's why a lot of like my, my lyrical content over the years with foxtails is really, really heavy subject matter. Like, you know, dealing with abuse, dealing with trauma. Um, and even now, like with the songs that we're currently writing, I I've always wanted to go for a little bit of a more um, political approach. And I have been achieving that lately, just, you know, through our growth and through my personal um, growth as an artist as well. Um, so Foxtails is really just like, what, what I think at least is like, we write about our lives and the lives of people around us and the things that we see and the things that we feel That's on the right. daily. Yeah. yeah, and so I, I like that I always am so, so grateful for people who enjoy our music and people who feel like they they have found a voice through us um because there are so many people who have said like you know this album means so much to me whether it was three whether it was Querida, whether it was you know all of any of our other releases you know it, it's like a lot of people have this like very personal attachment to our music and i find that to be such a beautiful thing that i that is it's so wonderful to share yeah. I, I more direct to answer more directly to more directly answer your question if i'm not making art i am suffering so i can i as much art as i humanly can just to stay afloat um so that and that's just like that is that derives from like my passion and like it, it just it it I have to do it. I have to make music, and it just I, no matter no matter what keeps you going. Yeah, it keeps me going. Keeps you going. I echo all that. I mean, even just going through your album to prepare for this, uh, and uh, your albums, I should say, um, that split with Algae Bloom, those lyrics, they're just so strong and that it caught me so hard, you know, and I go back to three and, and the, um, all of the, um, the, the indie thread, scram cave thread songs and everything. And for some reason, I don't know why those are the ones that like stuck with me so well. And I just, it's just such a beautiful thing for me and seeing you live just the passion that's there it's just you can tell that there's just a hundred percent emotion and just a hundred percent care for what you're doing and that's what spills over to the community and and you know to our ears and we we thank you for that thank you thank you so much absolutely steve what do you think do you have some questions yes yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, i have to poke fun at you guys a little bit only for one song for the ccr remix so there's obviously a Fall of Troy reference. Yes. So, so let's let's hear how passionate you guys are about Fall of Troy because they're awesome and they're coming out with a new album soon. Very yeah. stoked. I heard the two songs they posted a couple hours yeah. ago. One, one is a redo of one of their songs from 30 Years War, which was <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, I... The Fall of Troy is everything. <laughs> <laughs> they're just the best. 
If you knew Steve, you would know that he is shaking his head internally right now. <laughs> I'm shaking my head externally, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, was one of those bands that like when when we were younger we we immediately bonded over um mm-hmm. like i i still like remember like when when we were like teenagers and we would go in the car and we would blast doppelganger like as we were driving to various places so like follow story is always was always one of those bands that was like one of our core influences that i think definitely influenced our i think a lot of the franticness of our mm-hmm. a yeah. lot of the, the you know like push pull very like all of a sudden very rapid chaotic change. yeah I hear those time signatures oh yeah i hear the changes <laughs> yeah and the noodle like, riffs they're amazing wonderful to that note um how about this town needs guns i hear some of that and some of the tappy guitar too was that an oh, influence no. thank you i i don't i didn't thought you would notice this town needs guns influencing me but it's there yeah um, all right he the way he plays guitar is just so like it's like a piano he plays like a piano he plays it like a piano and like i am very inspired by that and with the tapping i'm just because my first instrument was piano so i sometimes i'm like okay guitar needs to evolve right now so i'm gonna play it like a piano for the rest of my ability. yeah um, it's and i don't know i think i do pretty good at it it's the whole the whole thing with two-handed tapping is that is like trying to play like a more like keyboard like instrument and so this town needs guns is definitely a prime example of me yeah this town needs guns is definitely like i always hear it in your guitar playing it's definitely like such a good influence to have and also um vocally they influenced me a lot um it that they were another one of the bands that we bonded over like very heavily. Um, and they, when it came to vocals, I mean like animals is always going to be one of my favorite albums of all time. Just always going to be one of my tops. And um, the, the vocal ability that he, I I'm so bad. I don't even know. Stuart. 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 Is that his name? I have no idea, but like, you know, I, his voice, one one of the things that I always admired about him was the melodic genius he was able to come up with over riffs that were just insane. Yeah. Like I, I always like was just like, wow, like that that is a certain level of genius, like being able to come up with these crazy independent vocal melodies yeah. and not, you know, con- get confused by the, the insanity of the other melodies that are and the harmonies that are being um, that are being integrated into the, the songs. Um, so definitely one of my biggest influences as well. Yeah. That's awesome. So we picked out a few. So what do we think? What are our favorite artists right now? We've been we've both been listening to mostly like Denzel Curry hip hop hip hop in general yeah lots of hip hop um lots of um for for me as of late I um and really it's always it's always been this way for me but like there was a long time where I was listening to more like guitar oriented music and now I'm listening to more like electronic and and like you know like beat based music. Um, and hip hop is definitely one of the biggest, like, just some of the artists I could name off for you is, um, you know, Denzel Curry, as John said, um, JPEG Mafia, um, JPEG Mafia, who is so spectacular and amazing. 
um for tommy me tommy right the third tommy right the third um yeah. yeah um china rest in peace um one she's one of my favorite favorite artists like of all time um and she just recently passed away um and so like i always have to shout her out um and then besides that you know like um tom york is a constant mood for me um and yeah no like just just a, a lot of like uh, i've been sort of shying away from guitar music a little more lately um it always holds a special place in my heart and there's always like you know days where i'll, I'll be like yeah let me put on some let me put on my fictions let me put on you know some shit that i need to like bang my head to um mm. yeah lately it's been it's been more oriented towards that do you think we'll see some of that in the new foxtails stuff coming out subtly um i would definitely say that um vocally I, i'm i always like i'm striving to grow vocally um so i've been experimenting a lot more with uh I mean, I, I used, I, I did it, I've done it quite a couple of times with, um, you know, in sort of like spoken word fashion type of thing um, in some songs on some albums. Um, but now I've been experience, I, I've been experimenting much more with like, w with, um, you know, um, like unique kinds of rhythms, um, different types of, you know, rhyme patterns. Um, and also just like like my vocal inflection and, and my style and, and how I choose to project my voice. It's definitely being influenced by the music I'm currently listening to. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm certainly, because in the past year, I've gotten really into production. So I, I've been making all kinds of electronic music and Therapy Sunday is what I'm, I finally realized I should be doing. <laughs> uh, so all that electronic music influence has definitely changed my guitar playing. I I think in a much more groove oriented way, and I think it's gonna I think it's gonna show like on the next record. Nice. It, it's gonna be cool for growth because the more influences, the better. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I think you've shown us that you are able to access those different spectrums. So I'm super excited to see where that goes for you. Um, so what? Out of all of the artists that you've been, you know, lucky enough to play with and like share a stage with, who are like some of your like top favorites that you've performed with? Ostraka, Shingard, um, For Your Health, and Respire. Um, for me, like I am. Oh, Lord Snow. Oh, yes. God. Oh. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd say Lord Snow. I absolutely love Lord Snow. There's so many bands that like I feel like I will leave out so many, but I have I am so grateful to have had the honor to play with half of the bands that I played with. Lord Snow has been such a huge influence for me. Like the vocalist of Lord Snow, uh, she you know, I'm not sure of their pronouns, but they've always been a huge inspiration for me. Like since I, I first got into Screamo, um, you know, city of Caterpillar, which is like insane. Um, Jerome's dream, which is insane. Wait, I forgot. We yeah. We fucking played yeah. <laughs> and they are the nicest people. They're, They're so the nice. Yeah. Quite <laughs> everything people have said, like they are sweethearts and they're just these giant, human beings that are like six eight they're like six and, foot five and, 
No. <laughs> no, I think like, like I six feet, six nine. I was like, I was like here, and then like the shortest of them was like up here. So I'm just like, oh my god. And um, not only them, but like um, oh my god, they're they're so proud of that show. Loma so. Prieta. Oh, uh, how you oh yeah, it? Loma Prieta, yeah. Yeah, and um, I mean, like also Masanera, who have been our good friends for for years, um, and it's always an honor to play with them. Um, we've played with Nine of Swords as well, who was also like a really big influence on me when I was younger. Um, and God, like I just feel like I'm, I'm. I have one more, and it's from a long time ago. Who we played with the Emo Side Project. We did play with emo side <laughs> such a long time ago, but yeah, no, and no, like honestly, like there, there is so, so many bands who served as huge inspirations for me, for us that we've had the honor of meeting and playing with, and I'm sure that I'm leaving out so many amazing people, but I'm, I'm grateful for everybody, really. Yeah. Any crazy tour stories? Any bands breakdown or? Oh, I got a car accident our first tour. It was horrendous. It was in Baltimore Inner Harbor, and I was so confused. I was so... <laughs> and I just, like, was like, wait, so where's where are the lanes? I didn't know. And I was, like, 18. So And I only had my license for a couple of years, and I was driving in Baltimore. And, yeah, I got a car crash. And um, the door basically half fell off, and we had to deal with that um yo but like in baltimore i also drove and i went down the wrong way in a one way <laughs> and i was just like yo i'm going to die right now but everybody like stopped and was just like what the fuck is this car doing going this way and i'm just like oh my god thank you for stopping thank you for stopping thank you for stopping I'm and like Oh my God! There were also there. There was also the eight-hour drive from Baltimore to Worcester, Massachusetts, because we planned that horribly. Um, and when we first first where we like were kind of all over the place in terms of like there was like a lot of issues. Like we weren't really like yeah, we were so unprepared for that tour. The first <laughs> one, yeah, really unprepared. Um, and- we just had like, and like it showed no one came <laughs> <laughs> yeah no and it, it but like you know it was just like the experience is all, always worth it you know like i didn't care if we went out to a show and there was like two people there like i was just so i had you know like it wasn't until we started touring that i really saw other parts of the united states really like yeah. it wasn't really until then um and then, you know, there is also like, okay, I will talk about the trap house. <laughs> we have to talk about the trap house because we last time we went on tour, we played this um, venue in New Brunswick. Yeah, New Brunswick. In New Brunswick. And it was really nice people, really nice people. Like our one of our friends booked us, um, but like they... They told somebody else that we needed a show and then that person found us the place. And it's just funny because the person that we asked like originally is I I think straight edge. Oh boy. No, I think straight edge. Trap house like, and straight edge in the same story. Okay. 
yeah exactly so like we ended up playing this this house that was like it was like the entrance was in a, like on the side of the house and then it was like half of a house for like and then there was like a basement and that's where the show was and then upstairs there was just like we're doing nitrous people were like <laughs> like go, like doing like the whipped cream canisters and stuff and i'm just and you know what like we uh, we got offered like coke too yeah. and i was just like we got offered most things yo it was <laughs> it was, it was not hyperbolic it was a trap house it was it was it, definitely it was a trap house. but i thought it was dope and i really liked it um i did end up trying the whipped cream canister i can't say that i was i was very impressed with it and i can't say that i would do it again but that's okay. and also i lost my grinder that day and that really- uh, it was rest like in peace yeah rest in peace we played with um in Tierralos, who is a really awesome band from new jersey um who else did we play with um they were just some local like yeah, bands, it was like, like some local New Jersey bands. I the, the one I remember the most was in Tierra Los. Yeah, and they're amazing. They're amazing. Um, and I I wonder if they came out with their new album yet. I'm not sure, but they're they're a band definitely to watch out for. Like, um, they're all um Latino and they're just like amazing people, beautiful people. Um, and their music is like top notch. So shout out to them. What's the style of music? It's sort of like um post hardcore. Post hardcore. It's a very New Jersey scream of it. Very okay. New Jersey. Very post hardcore, but also with a lot of Latin influence, which is really cool. Like they have a lot of like they also have like um they have hybrid lyrics, so they do um sometimes have lyrics in Spanish as well as lyrics in English. Um and the the Latin influence is very overt in their sound, and it's always like very dancey, like very so good like really great nice cool so let's see i think we could probably do a couple more steve do you have any questions all right uh because you guys are all we're music majors and uh we're in the school together what can you guys think about uh having music education more prominent in public schools now because i know it's a huge issue my nephew is only picked up the recorder for the first time this year and he's in fifth grade that's not right. All right. Yeah, it. People, people need to be exposed to music because it's a form of language that everyone can learn pretty easily. Like to, to it, it's just it's very important for like brain development, all that. And I, I, I definitely think it should be a focus on, on education to have music. Absolutely, I think that you know if. Ideally, if our education system was anywhere close to ideal, we would have arts like just prominent in our education system, not only music, but, you know, visual arts and, you know, photography, any kind of like graphic design, um, painting, things like that. The, The way that, you know, children spend, I mean, a work day in school. So, you know, to have to you know, it, there are some schools where you'll get like one class of art a day, if that. And then on top of that, you know, you have these kids who need outlets. You have these kids that need forms of expression. You know, art is can be therapy. And there are so many kids who are denied that. There are so many kids who don't even learn how to pick up an instrument. They don't have the privilege of doing 
they're not able to find what kind of art they like best because like really like art is food for the soul so any kind of art music you know any any kind of art so just to know that kids are going into a building for a work day and they're constantly you know dealing with with stress like you know like standardized testing like just regular curriculum in school and having no type of outlet and not even knowing you know necessarily what their outlets could be yeah. i think it's i think it's a tragedy i think that it's unfair and i think that it's something that should always be fought for and i'm very grateful for the fact that um i had the opportunity to go to the regional center for the arts in high school and i was able to find um my niche there because really like i went for music my first year but then for the rest of my years i actually went for creative film and photography so i was able to discover that you know not only i had like this passion for music and i was able to find john and make connections with you know mike as well um but i was also able to figure out what other outlets i like and you know what other forms of art i could really express myself in and i i think that's an opportunity that should be given to absolutely every child in america and gardening i feel like we need more gardening in public schools yes you're right <laughs> you are like gardening is actually you know you know i'm glad you said that because some people <laughs> gardening what is that like what do you mean what do we need that for but no it's it's very um it will, it will like help teach kids to like love nature and that's important yes i mean it does and it's also very kinetic you know there's a lot of um you know a lot of kids who you know will express themselves in that way in a more like kinetic way um so absolutely that i'm very glad you said that because it is also very important. Yes. wait does that not happen anymore because when i was in kindergarten i did plant a tree <laughs> all right yeah i don't know if it's happening more actually now that you say that, my elementary school, we helped make, like, a nature trail kind of thing. But even at that, I wonder if they're still, like, making an effort to, like, clean it and care for it. And, like, you know, it's not just planted and let it go. Yeah. 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 Wasn't that? It was just in, like, the major, like, like the mainstream media, too. There was, like, some rapper who, I guess, like, got into gardening. And there's, like, this picture of him, like, watering his orchids. And he's just, like, you just got to give him some attention. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Yeah. I do know what you're talking about. Yes, I don't remember the person, but I I do re I do remember that. Yes, I love it. I love it. Cool. All right. Well, I think that about does it for us here. John and Megan, thank you again for being here. This is John and Megan of Foxtails. Please check out Foxtails Lamb and Therapy Sunday, who has a new release out tomorrow. And where can we find more about Foxtails? You can find us on Fuffa Foxtails with three Fs.bandcamp.com. You can find us on Sophie's Floorboard for more info. Um, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Music. You can find us pretty much anywhere. Um, and also our Facebook pages. All of our handles are Foxtails CT. Um, and yeah, if you have any questions, you can always message us. Um, we do our best to get back to everybody. Um, and we love everybody who loves us. And we're and thank you so much for having us today awesome and if you've enjoyed this episode check us out at musiciansandmakers.com on facebook twitter instagram and spotify and thank you again for tuning in we'll catch you next time on musicians and makers podcast thanks thank you thank you, thank you.